There's Swayze adjacent. He couldn't be in everything. There's Swayze adjacent. So we'll talk about him. There's Swayze adjacent. He couldn't be in everything. There's Swayze adjacent. So we'll talk about him. Hello. And welcome to yet another episode of Crazy for Swayze. I'm your host, Vince Troya, joined as always by my co-host, Josh Young. Josh, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. It's it's a different day. It's a it, new day. It is a new day. We are we are we are just living it up in the heat, man. Uh I've never been so warm in my entire life. Warm coffee. Warm coffee, warm heat, warm everything. Um, how's that coffee feel in your mouth? Oh, it's got that mouth feel. Oh yeah. Does it, you know, when, when you, when you, does the matrix, <laughs> when you, when does you, the matrix. Does, does it, we're watching the matrix too, everybody. Alicia's back again. Oh, I tried to do a thing. It didn't work out, but yes. That, that, is that even coffee you're drinking? You think that's coffee you're drinking? That's That would be the right way My to say it. My mouth says that it's coffee because it's hot and it's robust, but uh-huh. it's just ones and zeros. Mm-hmm. <sighs> the Matrix Reloaded. Alicia. 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 So, what do you think happens in The Matrix Reloaded? Honestly, I don't even know. <laughs> Okay, so where do we leave our heroes? Uh, Neo realized that bullets in the Matrix aren't real bullets. Yep. And uh, that's why he didn't die. And then... then, He can fly. um, And what are they going to do? They're just going to release everybody from the Matrix as they fly into the sky? Apparently. Apparently. Um, Morpheus, nobody died in the last movie. Agent Smith got exploded, but I mean... Well, I mean, like, lots of the team members that were on the Nebuchadnezzar died. Oh, yeah, Switch... Switch and Mouse and Apoc all died, and then then there was Cipher that was like trying to be like the man for the machines, right? Mm-hmm. And Tank and Dozer, the, and Tank and Dozer, the Born Freeman. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But they won't be back in this one, will they? Nope, because uh, they wanted more money. Yep, <laughs> yep, they did. And uh, you know, it's just it's just a whole thing. We have some new cast members, right? Okay. So we have Keanu Reeves. Lawrence Fishburne, Carrie Ann Moss, and Hugo Weaving all returning. We're adding Jada Pinkett Smith and Lambert Wilson. And we have a new Swayze adjacent. Who? Anthony Zerbeeb. Okay, great. What a good name, Zerbeeb. <laughs> he was in fucking uh, Steel Dawn. Oh, great. Oh, perfect. Yeah. I'm almost positive he played the, the gas dad. Wait, is that the guy from The Mummy? No. <laughs> okay. No. Well, he was somebody else. <laughs> I thought that guy's name was also Anthony for some reason, but I could be wrong. No, it wasn't him. But yeah, everybody's coming back. We're all having a good time. Lana and Lily are also directing and everything like that. Will the Oracle be in this movie? Uh, the Oracle is in this movie. This was actually her last film. She passed away after completing her fo- her footage for this, but before... She did her footage for the resurrection. Which, wait, for, no, for Re- Revolutions. Re- revolutions? That's the third the, one. The Matrix 3. Yes. <laughs> um, I mean, because it's like, they they came out in the same year. Yeah, yeah. It was This one was famously filmed back-to-back with the third one, Oh, right? interesting, okay. Like, like how, um, like, Jurassic, or not Jurassic Park, um, Back to the Future did it also, with mm-hmm. two and three. And, uh, yeah, what what happened was they took like a year to write it, a year to film all of it, and a year to edit it. Like the the special effects for these films are ridiculous. Like yeah, the second one came out in like May, and the third one came out in like November, November, December. Yeah, and there's like, like a lot of like all CGI fight scenes in this movie, which is like one of the first times that's happened. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. I'll yeah. be keeping an eye for that then. Yeah, this came out in 2003 also, so it was like okay. four years after the original. Um, so like they really took advantage of the bigger budget mm-hmm. and everything. Like, but also it, took into account like the, the fact that the world had changed a lot mm-hmm. in only three years. Oh yeah. Like th- this was a, a post nine 11 movie, obviously. Right. Alicia who did nine 11. 
Wait, what? Who did 9-11? Who did 9-11? Yeah, that's what I ask everyone if 9-11 comes up. Oh, my guess. God. What do you mean? Like, who who planned? No, like, I mean, who... if, if, I'm just asking you, who did 9-11? You get to answer in whatever way you see Oh, my see God. Fit. Matt Damon. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Uh, Goodwill Hunting. He's just... Only Mark Wahlberg could have been there to stop him. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg. Dude, <laughs> all right, that's fucking serious. That's on his IMDb. If you go to Mark Wahlberg's thing and you find you look up his quotes, he's got one talking about how if he were on one of the planes because he was supposed to be on it and he didn't get on for whatever reason, that it would have gone down much differently because oh, Marky okay. Mark would have taken control. Honestly, what I imagine is him being like in the fetal position crying. So I, I don't, don't know. I don't know what Marky Mark would have done. I had no idea. I don't think he would have been a hero. Uh, <laughs> I Vince, I, w- I just want to check in on your opinion on 9-11. What do you think? Oh, Bush did 9-11. Oh, yeah, I, yeah of course. But, but, I mean, good or bad, 9-11. Oh, it's bad. <laughs> bad. I, I am anti-9-11. You always okay, have been. Yep, I've always do, been anti-9-11. Do we think Mar- No, Matt Damon was involved just like a little bit. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I completely 100%. 100%. <laughs> I was, believe it. Damon and Bush. Okay. Thickest thieves. Like, if there's ever a duo that I think of, I think of I think of Damon and Bush. <laughs> I don't know. They're secret best friends. It's okay. Yeah. Damon and Bush. Um, Damon and Bush. I've heard Matt Damon. Come and blow up your trade center. I've heard Damon. that uh, Matt Damon buys all of Bush's artwork. So. Dude, I would, I would expect that. Uh, but you, you hear about Bush art? Yeah. Uh, you, do you know that the fake one that the Onion put up, where it's like uh, George Bush just drew or just painted this uh, I, the Iraqi so, uh, child who follows him around? Oh. <laughs> it's just like a yeah, it's fucked up. <laughs> so fucked up. Mm. So this movie has some notable notable things in it, right? Um, I found in the research that the effects budget costs. A hundred million dollars, and uh, then there is the highway scene that I kind of mentioned to you before. Mm-hmm. Also, they that, built a highway on on an air force base, right? All right. <laughs> and uh, it took three months for them to shoot it. Oh my! Yeah, you know it's 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 like in a similar vein to how Christopher Nolan uh, bought all those cornfields, or, or he bought all those fields so he could plant corn for Interstellar. Oh, you yeah, know this. Yeah, <laughs> he spent like a hundred million. You mean dollars instead of just budget. like being like, "Hey, I can pay you guys if I can use your cornfield." Yeah, like, <laughs> okay. no. they, they planted a bunch of corn. <laughs> <laughs> well, and th- that was another thing I found for this movie that a lot of the prop, like they recycled a lot of their stuff, and they used all, like the wood of their of their props and sets and stuff like that sent it to mexico to build housing oh wow no yeah. way that's yeah. cool like they really did reuse almost everything okay. I, but you said it took them three months to literally film this one scene yeah yeah how long is the scene oh a few minutes <laughs> oh and here's here's another okay. pure action and it's like it's, Here, let's it's just the- put this into perspective right General Motors donated 300 cars to the filming oh of this movie. Gosh. Guess how many of them were not wrecked? Zero. Zero. <laughs> they wrecked every one of those motherfuckers. Oh, oh, wow. This car chase scene is glorious. I want to see some Cadillacs get busted up. It's so fucking cool. Like, I remember watching it for the first time and just like, like, the Matrix blew my mind as like, a 10 year old to begin with i saw this at the theaters when it came out oh yeah Mm -hmm. i mean like we would have been what 14 15 when this came out yeah i mean i I think i was a little younger i don't remember what what year did you say it came out 2004 2003 2003 i would have been 12 okay saw this at the theaters when i was 12 that's amazing yeah i it blew my mind blew it and there's 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 twins that are inspired by jellyfish. It's so fucking goofy. Oh, the jellyfish twins. Yeah. <laughs> um, are, yeah. are are they cultural appropriation? Who's to say? They're Who, they're weird aliens. Who's to say? Oh, yeah. Who's to say? Yeah. Well, I guess we'll have to weigh in on it. Um, okay. Is there anything we we should anything else we should tell Alicia before jumping in? When did Shark Tale come out? I don't know. Because um, you know they have they have the Rasta jellyfish as well. <laughs> okay. Now, we are watching my DVD copy of this, but it's also on HBO. Mm, for now. For now. With the other Matrixes and the Animatrix, you Ooh, know. So, Animatrix. so that bullshit's something you're into. That's where to find it. Where would the animated one fit in? 
I'm not sure. I've it's never watched it. It's all different. Um, it t- it's a it's like it's uh, an anthology series. Okay. So each episode is like about a different uh, period of time in the Matrix? regular world. Like there's there's oh, very there's some Matrix in the Animatrix, but like some episodes have more and some episodes have less. Maybe I should check that out. I th- I've watched a few episodes of that um, Sense Eight series that the Wachowskis put out. Okay, it was it was good. I didn't too much care for it, but I could I could go back to it and yeah. try again. It was a different idea. I think that was the hardest part for me to get past was just like wrapping my head around them, like like the characters all jump in each other's bodies. Okay, and like they can go into like parallel realities. I think or like, okay, and they all have like different powers, right? Yeah, and so they all have to like work together in like a Zoom head conversation. Interesting. It's. It's yeah. really hard to describe, and I, I was having a hard time with it. I think that may have been like like a Twin Peaks, you know. Like, mm, yes, t- took me a few times to get through it, but then you know, like it was enjoyable. Yeah, I think the um, first Matrix episode I said that I'd seen it, but I was confusing it with a different show. I've not seen it, so maybe mm. I'll check that out too. Yeah, it's uh, it's on Netflix, so you know, listen to it. Put put my stonks up. Ooh, your stonks. We haven't heard about those in a minute. Oh, I got some Netflixes. Oh, good for you. And they're actually doing really good. Maybe I should get some Netflixes. I got some Netflixes when they like announced some negative shit. I was like, ooh, this is a great time to do it. <laughs> and that was like two months ago. And I was like, perfect. And now they've shot up. <laughs> good. I'm happy about that. You want to watch this? I'm so ready. Let's do it. Yes. Buddy. That's a Matrix, all right. That was a movie. Mmm. They spent that money. Dude, I uh I forgot how long a hundred and thirty-eight <laughs> minutes was. Uh it's, it's just over two hours. It's very long. Yeah, they could have made like eight movies out of this. Okay. Yes, they could have made eight movies out of this. Eight reasonably length movies. And then it's like if they would have broken down certain things a little bit, it, you know, my brain was swirling with information. What, what did you find was like the most, I I know it's all confusing. Um, What, what was it? Did anything stand out? I guess that, that was like notable in any way i don't want to just say confusing because like i don't want you to be confused like you know i mean (laughs) yeah yeah it's all confusing (laughs) um i think there's just a lot of layers you Mm -hmm. know there's just a lot going on um so i think we just got to talk it out you know the part okay so i start getting confused yeah when they go to find the key maker yes um the okay so the guy in the club that's the the little freak that's what you called him do yeah. you know what his name is <laughs> he he was the french my, guy in yeah. my notes he's the little freak he's the program who is kind of like a virus program but is he I, a program yeah. or is he a person because no, he the, has a wife yeah but the oracle said he was a program so is she mm-hmm. also i don't know i don't yeah i, I don't understand cuz he at, like he says you know, cuz he's get he's getting a beager from somebody and she's like that's a problem and he's like it's all a game so I thought that he was a person who was like, you know, he's using the the matrix and trafficking in information. Oh, like, but is he a program? I, I I was under the impression that he was. Okay. Yeah, his name was the Mirovigna. Oh, okay. So he had a name that's unpronounceable, like Mjolnir. Yeah, the Mirovigna, and he like his whole thing was he hung out with rogue programs or like outdated programs or something like mm-hmm. that. He's like a collector of yeah. old programs and weapons because he has all those random weapons on his walls. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. But yeah, that's why he had the twins that were like ghostly because he would hang out with those weird fucking programs and and the werewolf brothers, one of which gets immediately dispatched before he can do anything werewolfy. Yes, yes. Oh, and speaking of that specific scene. The gun that Persephone uses mm-hmm. is modeled, or it's not the same, or it's not modeled after. It's the same model that Brian James uses in Blade Runner. 
Uh-huh. It has like the three barrels or whatever. The four four barrels. Yeah. Dude, that's so sick. Yeah. I was I saw that in, in trivia and I was like, Brian, Brian. I gotta bring up Brian. I was just thinking about him the other day. I was wondering whether we could do an entire Brian month, but I don't know. I don't know if we could do a Brian month. I know that it would have the fifth element in it. Absolutely. So and, and Blade Runner. But I don't know what else it would. I was looking at his credits and they were just Beyond those ones, not very strong. Mm, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Did uh, you have a new favorite character, Alicia? We had a bunch of new characters this time. We did. Hmm. You know, that was one thing I didn't think about because I was too busy thinking about what everything meant. And I still have no answers. Josh was proposing that uh, the ma- that oh, excuse me the Zion is actually another level of the Matrix. Right, right, because the Oracle is part of the Matrix, and she's like, is she a, a she's a level of control, you know, because she can direct the one by giving him different prophecies, and she can direct the people outside of the Matrix by giving them prophecies that then they they like put into effect in the real world, mm-hmm. and those prophecies go to like help the machine's position in a lot of cases well and i i think you're onto something because the old man god type person architect i Mm -hmm. i didn't love that he was an old white dude but (laughs) he was saying that that was the sixth time or this would be the sixth time Mm -hmm. that they've destroyed zion so i think it seems like that is the goal of the game Mm -hmm. of the of the whole matrix Mm -hmm. so i think that they they're clearly part of the whole grand scheme of it yeah yeah, and it's, it does, I don't know, it seems like that it, you wake up and the world is terrible. And you're like, well, this must be the real world. You're not, you're, why, <laughs> it can get worse than this. Yeah, yeah, why would you make a game that, like, why would you make a fake reality that's so oppressive, you know? But that's so that Neo will be motivated to try and get out of this level of the Matrix. Or maybe not get out of it because, mm-hmm. like, he wants to stay and help the people in Zion. And why would he even think that there's another level up from there? That's right. a good point. See, like, the reason why I started questioning it, or, or question it in general, is just, like, that last scene. And then, in, uh, yes, at the end of the movie, he's suddenly able to use magic outside the Matrix. Exactly. And in the third movie, he does a little bit of magic magic outside the Matrix as well. Mm-hmm. And then, like, and then, well, I mean, no spoilers for the third Matrix yet. <laughs> yeah, but, like, why, why are there... Uh, now these new abilities that he can use outside of the matrix and it's like that's the biggest question because mm-hmm. i wouldn't have even thought about it until it was introduced by the architect yeah and, and then they just like slip in the magic that he can do outside the matrix like mm-hmm. right at the end of the movie so they like you you're like what and then you leave the movie thinking about it and then the next movie starts and it's like mm-hmm. immediately off the table so you never even think about it again mm-hmm. yeah it's weird Mm-hmm. And another thing that was weird that we got in that last scene was that other dude, the Agent Smith, but real life. Yeah, mm-hmm. the goatee guy, like uh, looking like that dude from fucking Firefly, like like, like Adam Bro- Baldwin. Yes, yeah, the fake Baldwin. Yeah, um, is that not the fake Baldwin? That is the fake Baldwin. You're correct. Oh yeah, no, I know, but it, that that this actor who is playing him, that's no. not him. No, that's not him. Um. But yeah, he, I forgot that Smith would 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 download himself into. I knew he downloaded himself into other people and transformed him into other Smiths. I forgot he could do that to people and then come out of the Matrix in them. Like that was nuts. Yeah, I, it's weird to me that he only did it to one guy. It seems like he would have been able to get more of them, especially if he's copying himself. He almost got Morpheus. Yeah, he yeah. almost got him real good. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that that one specific guy is like Smith Prime? Hmm, I don't know. It's hard to say, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, now he's the virus. That That's kind of a cool journey for him to be on. You know, he was so mad about the, uh, the virus of humanity. Mm-hmm. And now he is a virus and he's duplicating himself. Yeah. Well, now he's just like an old program, like. The, the the French guy collects. Mm, yeah. And does the French guy make it out of this movie? He it seems I think he made it out, right? No. They killed him? No. I mean like he walked through a door and then he was but, gone. But then when they opened up that door then it was that was cold outside. So he got away. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, pretty I think, awesome. I think he I think he got away. Um I liked his wife. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> 
Dude, do you like her in anything else? I don't know if I know her. Yeah, I don't. I didn't recognize her. She's the the French woman in fucking Kill Bill One. Oh, so she's actually French. Yeah, Th- that guy had major Christoph Waltz energy, right? Like, if it, if they... I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Not not the not Kill Bill. She was in Twin Peaks and oh. Dracula. And Twin Peaks: The Return. Is she that French lady? Yeah. The the one who he's speaking French to? Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell okay. yeah. Uh, that needs a rewatch then. One hundred percent. Yeah. The she spoke the ancient phrase. <laughs> that was good, Vince. That was good. Yeah. That was a, your David <laughs> impressions my, on point. My Gordon's getting better. Ah, <laughs> uh, great. Yeah. Perfect. Um, let's see what else confused me. Oh yeah. Then once they get the key maker, that all makes sense to me and all that fighting and all the cars and everything that all makes sense. Um, but I'm confused about like the plan, like why they have to turn off the power and all this shit. Like it's all fake stuff. Well, okay. Well, the whole thing was that the building that they were going to had a floor that wasn't accessible through like stairs or the elevator or anything like that. And if they went into the floor, then it would set off a bomb in the building. Mm-hmm. So that's why they had to turn off all the power so that they could have that window. Mm-hmm. That's okay. In, in real life, mm-hmm. I don't think the bomb would be connected to a power source that was tied to the building's power. Mm-hmm. So like, sure. that's kind of a, uh... well, I mean, they did shut he, They did shut off like the whole city's power though. Yes. yes <laughs> yeah, but did. like it would be battery operator or something. You know what I mean? So it could still detonate regardless. Yeah. You're, you're right. You're right. That does make sense. So it's, it's like it's leaving a window to allow him to get to the architect or not get to the architect. So it's like the game could have been over at that point, right? Mm-hmm. If they didn't, you know. But but the fact that there is a way to get in means that the game can keep going and he can keep staying distracted. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all part of just keeping him busy, you know, sending him all over. <sighs> wasting his time. <laughs> wasting his fucking time. Yeah, wasting his time. I, uh... How did you feel about the architect in general, Josh? He's my favorite character in the in f- classically. I've always loved him. Wait, mm-hmm. I guess I had a realization. What's up? The bomb situation that that was how they made Trinity go into the Matrix, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and that that led to the choice that he had to make. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Was mm-hmm. to save her. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And realize that he was a Christ. So I, I really think that's the only reason there was the bomb situation. I feel that. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. To not the, only waste his time, but to put her in danger. And the Oracle told told him about it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That he already set, made his choice, right? It was so all set he, up. Yeah, mm. just has to figure out why he's making that choice. Yeah. Okay. I guess. So I guess it all, it it all just seemed like gobbledygook while they were saying it on screen. Right. And like, <laughs> it, like I understand why you like kind of zoned out because I did too. I've never understood that part of the movie. Well, well yeah, it's like, well, I was trying so hard this time to follow the logic, and I was like, "Fuck!" It's a predestination conversation, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like how much control do we really have? You know, we think we have these everyday choices, but ultimately, mm-hmm. I like that the Oracle is shady in this one. In the first movie, I never doubted her. Yes, and in this movie, I'm like this bitch. Well, I don't <laughs> think she's more shady. I think we just understand it more, like who she is. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. this one, she even straight up says, "Like, yeah, you don't. I don't know. You, you don't know if you can trust me. You just either do or don't. And that's just it." And I mean, that's real life too. There's no True. way to know if you can trust somebody. You just mm-hmm. do or don't. And they make her such an innocent, like older woman with like candy, which is wonderful. Yeah, she had cookies in the last movie and candy in this movie. I like it. I feel like it's it's a nice disarming tactic, you know? Mm, yeah, what kind of candies do you think they were? Well, it looked like a strawberry candy. Yeah, it looks like just some Strong old candy. old person candy. I don't know, I was thinking were like there's... cinnamon. Because <laughs> it's like a red package. Oh, but, like a cinnamon candy? Yeah, but you were thinking strawberry. I like yeah, that. Yeah, like I, I'm in either. either <laughs> You're not going to argue about it. <laughs> no. But that exact scene... That, that fight scene that takes place immediately after hit that one took 27 days to film. Because of all the extras? Because of all of the extras. Wow. And then how long to edit, do you think? I don't know. I think it took like a year to edit this movie just in general. Mm, yeah, that's what you're saying. So at least a week. Putting all those faces on would be so hard. Mm-hmm. 
I feel like the, they had guys that just looked like him because sometimes they'd be like, that doesn't look like Agent Smith. Oh, no, that, that was definitely the case. They were like, they put out a casting call for people who look like Hugo Weaving. <laughs> you need to be the same size as Bill as him as well. And I'm like, oh. Well, some of the guys are bigger, though. Yeah. Some, some of the Agent Smiths came out bigger. So weird. Let's see. Um, who else is great in this movie? Oh, oh, I never liked, uh, man, who's the guy who's in charge of the military at Zion? Oh, the, what's his name, Locke? Yes, yeah. Commander, Commander Locke. Locke. I love him. Like, I didn't like him when I was a kid, because I was like, oh, this guy doesn't believe in Neo. He doesn't believe in the one, dude. He, why would he? Mm-hmm. It looks like he was freeborn. Like, I didn't see any jacks on him. He seems like a guy who's very focused on the real world, and like, I need these ships to defend the city. Yeah, he's he's all about like what's tangible. What can I see? What can I prove? Mm-hmm. Not what can I uh, hope is real. Exactly. He doesn't. Yeah. He and it and fucking Larry, goddamn Morpheus. He seems like he's an idiot in this one. Like he's wrong at every turn, and I he don't just know. trusts Neo. And he's like positioned in opposition to Commander Locke as like being a man of faith versus a man of action. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I think that was intentional like obviously but it's like, just weird that the movie makes us think that he's wrong i just i think he's naive you know just like a lot of people that are listen i'm not putting down religion believe in whatever you want to believe in but i think when you believe in something wholeheartedly and like so fully it's like sometimes you're blinded and you're like this has to be it oh yeah like, absolutely but it's just weird that the movie wants us to think that he's the right one, even though he's so like clearly wrong all the time. And then Commander Locke is presented as like a villain for like wanting to keep the city safe, you know? It was just, I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. And I think that them using uh, Naomi yeah. also as like I don't I don't want to say using her as a tool, but like showing her allegiance waver between the two of them, mm-hmm. you know, going from one to the other was was utilized really well yeah and like it's not based on like which guy is presenting the more convincing argument like like neo is the one that that is proving to her that that morpheus is right in believing in in him Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm when i i think that's why uh morpheus even more so looks like the good person because neo is doing all these great amazing things that is unheard of but he also was willing to sacrifice all of humanity for his girlfriend. <laughs> yes. Because he is yes. just a human, and that's that's the thing. Mm-hmm, and they do say that in this movie. He's just a human when he yeah. starts bleeding. Dude, he can't kiss uh, Trinity fast enough. They, all they want to do is kiss. These guys love locking lips. <laughs> they, they cannot kiss fast enough. So, like, I understand. But they want to be private about it, and you can respect that. Yeah, I can respect, I can respect that. that. You know? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. D- would you sa- almost sacrifice humanity for some kissing? I mean, humanity is kind of shitty. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Neo over here oh. passing judgment. Yeah, what about you, Josh? What about you? Never. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I might. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I might. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did find some alternative casting for this one. Ooh. For this one, yes. Okay. Yes. Now the biggest one was Z, right? Originally, Aaliyah was lined up, but then she had passed oh, away. So some additional uh, people. Z, Tangan Dozer's sister. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, we had Eva Mendez, Brandy love, Norwood, love Eva Mendez. Sorry. Right. Yes. Yeah. S- Samantha Mumba. Tatiana Ali and Dub Brat were all lined up to potentially be Z. Minor role. Minor role. Yeah. Weird yeah. one for Aaliyah, don't you think? Why would you say that? I don't know. She died when she was, like, really young, right? Yeah. But that was also, like, she died during um, the, the the Queen of the Damned. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't know. She's just, you know, I, I don't know. It seems like a weird well, character. I mean... She was like a more of like a music person that was transitioning into the acting world. So okay, yeah, mm-hmm. it makes sense. You're right. You're right. Yeah, but Nona Gay was instead cast, and she only had a few more, uh, few more roles outside of this. She did nine films in total. So. Good for her. She made some movies. Yeah, but we also had uh, instead of Sarah Faf, um, we 
we had Jet Li and Michelle Yeoh lined up. Mm, Michelle Yeoh. Yeah, Jet Li was originally approached, and uh, he requested the same amount of money as Keanu Reeves. Oh, wow. And they were like, sorry, man. Hmm. Not, not going to do that. <laughs> and then they were like, hey, Michelle Yeoh, you want to do this? And she's like, I uh, want to do a Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Can't possibly do both. Yeah. So they got uh, the guy that they got. <laughs> That's just how that went. And uh, the architect. Great. Sean Connery. Of course. That guy had major Sean Connery vibes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, but Sean Connery, I don't think, says four-syllable words. I, I'm, like, trying to uh, picture yeah, with the know. accent. Like, they'd have to write it all out phonetically for him. <laughs> or, like, have him move his mouth and have someone else, like, do an impression. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I, I don't think he'd be a good fit. But, I mean, this guy's iconic. The yeah. architect, great. Yeah. I don't know. I could have done without him. I love him. I think he's terrible in all the best ways. Like he, he just, he speaks in code, you know, his real life name in real life is Helmut. Helmut. Yep. Helmut. That's sick. Helmut. Helmut. Does it have an umlaut? No, no, it doesn't. (laughs) Okay. Oh, but I also found that, uh, the Wachowskis passed on Batman begins to make this. Okay. Which I think was a better call. Let's be fucking honest here. I mean, yeah, well, like this yeah. is original IP. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like might as well fucking run with it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they, they were they were offered Batman Begins. Hmm. They well, passed to make this. I'm sure clearly when they wrote the first one, they already knew like this is going to be a a much larger thing than just the first movie. See, I don't know. You think? I don't know because they because went... the first one is just like so self contained. Yeah, and but so was Batman Begins. Yeah, if you recall, mm-hmm. they uh. The reason why I say that is because part of the their signing on to do th- these movies, the Wachowski said they didn't want to go on a tour and do promo and stuff like that and have to ask answer questions mm. because there was I, so much. I'm sorry, but when you make a movie like that, yeah, right? there's gonna be a lot of questions. Even if you don't make more movies, everyone, I I don't have like I have too many questions. Yeah, too many. Well, I think I think the psychological bro dude of it all like really burnt them out, and they were like, "Yeah, yeah we want to keep making movies and explore these characters more, but like we do not want to talk to the fan base about this because they are not understanding what we're trying it's to so, do. Like we weren't ready as a society for it yet, yeah. you know. But I I think a movie like this too, though, you don't have to answer questions. Like you can let people like we're doing now, like kind of mm-hmm. make their own opinions or decisions. I yeah. feel like. I hear that. I hear that. Will you elaborate on that, Vince? I, uh, no. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> no, I won't. Yep. I mean, you know, great filmmakers don't need to elaborate on their films, no. I don't think. I don't think so. You know, I liked Mother just fine before I was like, what What does Darren Aronofsky think this is about? Oh, he thinks it's about the Bible. Uh, <laughs> I thought this was about how he is a shithead and he fucking knows it. <laughs> <laughs> I, we... Okay, you had to read that it was about the Bible? Yeah. I mean, those, yeah. I mean, someone told me when I walked out of the theater, but I was oh. like, oh, I thought it was just about how artists are selfish and they think that the art is so important. That's but, a good point. But it's not. You, you like neglect and abuse everybody in your life because you, you pursue the art. Have you seen Mother Alicia? I haven't. Um, I have had it explained, so I didn't know that. Yeah, but I mean, like, on its like basic level, it's about a, a guy who's abusing his wife for mm-hmm. art. Yeah. And that's like, fuck that, dude. Dude. Uh, so I, apparently that's not what Darren Aronofsky made the movie about. He was just telling on himself accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> well, because, you know, like everything, again, there's layers. So it's mm-hmm. like, it's not going to be that obvious what it's about. Exactly. Exactly. I don't know. I watched Mother and what were we, like a half hour into it? And you were ready to give up. <laughs> well, I, we were about a half hour into it until I stood up and screamed, this is a God movie. You tricked me, you fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> I didn't know what it was supposed to be, and then something happened that it was like, oh, Cain killed Abel, and then I was like, no, no, this is a God movie. No, I knew this. <laughs> yeah, but come on, Ed Harris, Michelle Pfeiffer, how are you going to be mad? Yeah, that this that's a great point. The, the cast in that movie was amazing. and uh, Ed Harris could have been God in this movie. Yeah. Just like he was in Truman Show. Ed Harris wasn't the God in Truman Show. He wasn't? Oh, yeah, he was. He was Kristoff. 
<laughs> yeah. I was thinking of Bruce Almighty. I was like, Morgan Fishburne. Not Morgan Fishburne. <laughs> God. I'm it's late, man. And did you have any more did you have any questions about this movie? No. I don't have any, any questions. Favorite new characters? Favorite new characters? Oh you, you ask all the questions around here, you don't answer them. I love Naomi. Yeah? No, I hate And her Naomi. weird space buns? No, her- I don't I, I do not like Jada Pinkett Smith, I'm sorry. Hmm. Oh yeah, you don't like her on Gotham. I don't I don't like her in anything. Hmm. All right. We don't have to. I mean, actually, you do. You might get slapped. I might get slapped. Uh, yeah. So, this movie costs $150 million estimated to make. Right? That's a lot of money. And the first one only costs like 60-something, right? Something, yeah. Something, something. This, this is like at least twice as much budget, you know. Balloon. Yeah. We, we had an opening weekend box office of... Ninety-one point seven million with with a worldwide gross of seven hundred and forty-one point eight million dollars. Well, they got twelve-year-old Josh's eight dollars. That is such a large amount of money. It's <laughs> so much that they made two more. They made two more. It was filmed in California and Australia. You know why? And well, the first one was filmed in Australia. Hmm. You know, and. Outside of some stuff in Oakland, because that's what we were filming in California. Hmm. It was almost all in like Wales and Sydney and stuff like that. Or New South Wales. South Wales? I don't know. Australia. <laughs> the, the Welsh part. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Australia. Um, but we have some reviews, right? Mm-hmm. Should we review it first or should we read the reviews? Well, I mean, they shouldn't be affected. We shouldn't be affected by what the reviews say. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Look, Josh. How do you feel about this? Um, I gave it a totally vibes-based four, four out of five stars. A totally vibes-based. <laughs> Tell me why it was vibes-based. I don't know. Like, is it really that great? I don't know. But, like, I remember being 12 and being in the theater and him, like, taking down that little squiddy boy at the end and be like, what? So, I mean, it's colored by that. Four, totally vibes-based four out of five stars. I feel that. I feel that. Alicia? Okay. I'm going to be controversial right now Tell me. and say I can't, I'm not going to rate it yet because I feel like I'm missing things. The ending, remember, I was like, this is bullshit. How did it end like this? You know what? Neo says that at one point too when he's talking to the architect. Actually, he says it a few times. This yeah. is bullshit. And yeah. all of the, sc- him on all the screen says it too. Mm-hmm. I just, I feel like I want to rate it, but I, I can't let it be swayed by how it ends. I felt it ended, and I just, like, I want to know the answers, and I just, there's too much for my brain to handle right now. Okay. So, All so right. ne- next time, when we watch the yeah. third one, you yeah, can yeah. rate this one as I'll, well. I'll rate both at that uh, point. Alicia is abstaining. All right. Abstain? That's not a vote <laughs> we've ever heard before. <laughs> yeah, abstaining. All right. I give it a three and a half out of five. Why? I thought it was good, and I liked the questions I left me with. My biggest problem with was how long it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was long. Yeah, like, don't get me wrong. That half-hour highway chase scene, mm-hmm. it was, it's gorgeous. I don't need a half-hour of it, though. It was so cool when, when fucking Morpheus pulls out that sword, and he's like, yeah, I'm going to cut this fucking truck in half. I mean, I think they had to make it a half-hour, though, because they built... They spent $300 million on it. (laughs) They're like, listen, we got to utilize the Mm -hmm. fuck out of this because we got to make it make sense. We got to spend at least, I don't know, $10 million per minute or something. Like we have to, we can't, we can't have the ratio any different than that. I still can't believe they filmed that over the course of three months. (laughs) Pain in the ass. It's so much. Yeah. It's so much. And then there's like multiple stages to the freeway fight. It's like first it's a, it's like a car fight. And then like mm-hmm. the ghost guys doing ghost guy things. And then there's the fight on top of the truck. Mm-hmm. There's just like all these different parts of it. <laughs> oh man. I could only imagine. Can you? Okay. So when they're writing the script for that, it, it's just three pages of script and it just says highway chase scene. And it's like 45 <laughs> minutes of the movie. There's like 12 lines. Oh my gosh. Like. It's always oh ah, ooh, get over here. Ha ha hoo, ha. Im- improv 
fighting sounds. Protect the key master. Uh, yeah, like I'm trying to figure out how they could have done it better. Like I, I don't, I think everything that's in the movie is appropriate, and none of it like goes too long while it's happening. But like I feel like it could have been segmented up into th- between this one and the next one, three movies instead of two, mm-hmm. and maybe it would have been a little tighter. And I don't know, like they could have just ended it with getting the key master. You know, you get the that's key master, true. and then what do you do? You walk through a door. Yeah, and, and, and then, then the movie ends. Then you could have it could have ended with the architect going, Neo, you know, and then that would have been a, honestly like a more rewarding ending. Yeah, because like just like yeah, we saw something that was like oh that's do and 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 then if they just kept the exact same trajectory, like started with the conversation. Started the movie with the conversation, mm-hmm. then and then like him getting out and then stopping that squid, and then Neo's taken off the taken off the table for the next forty five minutes to the hour of the movie, and it's just like the rest of the team trying to figure something right, out. And then he then. can wake up at the beginning of the next movie. Yeah, and or then even like at the end, out. just to leave you with some suspense, like oh my gosh, he's awake. What's gonna happen? Now? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He, now that he has magic in the real world, what's <laughs> yeah. gonna happen? Like that. That could have been a fucking sick movie. Mm-hmm. Could have been a sick movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you don't want to make a quadrilogy. No one knows what the <laughs> fuck that is. Yeah, just four movies in a series seems a little excessive. Like, shouldn't they just wrap that son of a bitch up after the third one, right? You'd think. Right? You'd think that they'd be able to and not have to come back like 15, 20 years later and be like, ha you thought this was over? Now you got Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> but I love me some Yaya. God damn. Yeah. Uh, so. So. Two days late. <laughs> oh, then, well, let's just get on with it. There's only one thing left to do, and that's we should rate it on the Swayze scale. Well, we gotta get, let's get let's get these real ratings. Oh yeah, yeah. Right do you now. have what yeah. do you got? I don't know. Uh, we've got Letterbox at 3.3 out of 5, IMDb at 7.2 out of 10, Rotten Tomatoes at 73% with an audience score of 72% with an Amazon score of 4.6 out of 5, 80% 5 star, 2% 1 star. Okay. Question though, I do we think these people rated it kind of high because they were like oh man this asked so many cool questions that i gotta really think through or they're really like wow that car scene was sick and i like the part where she jumps out the window there's so much fighting (laughs) see like that's the beauty of cinema like doesn't matter it's the real question is what those one stars come from is it because their dvds don't work or is it because they didn't like the movie yeah like for amazon specifically yeah i don't know I don't know. I don't know what these people. I don't. I. I could not even fathom getting into their heads for this movie because well, it'd be like reading the Joker reviews and people being like, "Oh, I identify with the Joker," and then you're just like, "Oh, you sh- you probably shouldn't." <laughs> yeah, versus the versus being good. like, "I like yeah. his little freak dance." Yeah, like liking oh, his God. freak dance is one thing, but I identifying, identifying with yeah. the character of the Joker is a whole other story. I like the part yeah. where he says, uh, "Why is everybody so mean all the time?" I like the part where he says, why so serious? <laughs> yeah, I think... Because I'm a fun-loving guy. And I'm tired of pretending I'm not. It's definitely a red flag material, for sure. Uh, I, I do have uh, a few taglines, Josh. Oh, yeah? You want to do some taglines? Yes, up, up or down, <laughs> these taglines. All right, all right, all right. We've got four of them in total, you guys. Okay. Four of them in total. Uh, and one of them I do not like, so just prepare yourself. I'm not going to tell you which one. <laughs> okay. oh, you, yeah, yeah, not with your words, just with your, the disdain in your voice. Yes. No, I think you guys will know exactly which one okay. I'm talking about. Number one, free your mind. Is that from the first one? Uh, I can't remember. Okay. Wait, I think so because, and then the rest will follow. Didn't we do that last time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did, and I think that's how we ended the episode, actually. <laughs> okay, uh... Just reusing it? Thumbs up. (laughs) (laughs) I love light work. If it ain't work, broke, don't fix it. If it ain't work, don't fix it either. (laughs) Number two. You're not here to make a choice, but you're here to understand why you've made it. I mean, that is the theme of the movie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Honestly, that phrase hurts my brain, so... It's a little little wordy. I mean, I I wouldn't even give it a thumbs... I think I guess I'd give it a thumbs down as a a tagline. Yeah. Like... It literally malfunctions my brain. Because it's like, if you're, you're not here to make a choice, but you're here to understand why you did 
make like, the choice. Make the choice. So you, and and if we're applying it to like we're going into the movie, we're not here to make a choice to see the movie. We've already decided to see the movie, but like we didn't. We're not deciding why we went to see the or understanding why we went to see the movie while we're watching the movie. I don't know, man. So basically, then we the, went to see it because the previous movie was good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and I guess to see how confused we would be after this one. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, it turns out very. <laughs> the answer was very. <laughs> Um, so, uh, thumbs down, yes. Yeah, that's a thumbs, thumbs down. Thumbs down. <laughs> All right, number three. Too hard. Reload in IMAX. C- colon, think big. Wow, it's an advertisement. <laughs> Not for the movie, but for the concept of, of huge screens, right? Oh, oh. IMAX. <laughs> okay. Yep. I don't want to, what do you think, Alicia? I'm, uh, thumbs down. Thumbs up. I like ads. What? <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, we got to split. All right, and the last one. Reload before the revolution begins. Oh, shit. It's no. advertising the Next third movie. movie in the poster for the second one. Hmm. I like it. I like ads. I don't know. I think it's all pretty cheesy. Yeah, they didn't have a single good tagline for this movie. That's terrible. As, as like deep and like thoughtful the movie is, it's like you guys can come up with something that's probably better. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like you already made the decision. Now see why seems like a, a Ooh, better tagline yeah. for the one. You see? know, they should hire you. Yep, <laughs> I like ads. <laughs> what can okay. I say? Okay, that's a good point. That's Which good one point. was the one that you hated? Uh, the IMAX one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The IMAX one. I don't want. I don't want anyone telling me to go see a movie in IMAX. I want to make that decision. For yeah, myself. but what about in 3D? I do not want to see a movie in 3D. But and you don't want something telling you to see it in 3D for sure because you don't want to see it in 3D and you want I, to be told to do something. I, I will go out of my way to see a 3D movie in 2D. <sighs> it's irritating. I, I I don't like wearing two sets of glasses at the movies. Oh, that makes sense. But then you should just get some 3D glasses. I should. <laughs> should just go and like call Zenny and get him to make two, like like Dr. Jacoby. So if a movie is, uh, yeah, if it's like My Bloody Valentine 3D, you don't want to watch that. If it's Piranha 3D, you don't want to watch that. I own the 2D version of <laughs> Friday the 13th Part 3. D. Yes, okay. Yeah, specifically because I like watching the, the, the 2D versions of the 3D shots, like the drill coming at and you. You're like, yeah. ah, it's happening. I'm like, it's coming at me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Okay, yeah. fine. Yeah. I understand you don't like being told what to do by taglines. Yeah, and I'm a party pooper, so like it all comes together. I um, mean, I get the two glasses, so. Yeah, I get that too. Um, my last question would be, did Roger Ebert watch this movie? Uh, yes, he did. <laughs> yes, he did. Now, I read the entire review. It was actually pretty good. I'm only going to read you one part of one paragraph that's in the middle of it. Because, <laughs> thank you. So. Thank you for the context. And I assume that it's the paragraph where he talks about being horny. So let's hear it. <laughs> Wait, is that like a thing he does or that you... Yeah, he, d- he talks oh. about being horny. Well, I, I took <laughs> off the first part of this sentence, which was all about being horny. No, no fucking way. So, yeah. Morpheus is the power center of this movie, and Neo's role is essentially to study him and absorb his mojo. Oh. <laughs> Morpheus is the powerhouse of the cell. Well, dude, <laughs> where, where I didn't Wait, think right, about it, it's the mitochondria. Yes, the mitochondria. I guess. I remember science from. I, I high only school. know this from TV. I agree with with him, and I think that this movie really should, since the last movie focused on uh, on Neo pretty much the entire time. I think this one should have focused on Morpheus, and I was happy that he took a lead role in it. You know, absolutely, he's great, and uh, like I said, he 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 makes me believe, which is not something mm-hmm. that I like doing. Like mm-hmm. I like command. I'm Commander Locke. Well, and am I wrong? Like in the end, when uh, Neo is like explaining, he's like, "I am just like I might be the one, but that doesn't mean I'm gonna fix everything." And like it seems like Morpheus is like accepting of that. Like he's like, oh, "Okay, maybe I did rely too much in this like mm-hmm. prophecy and stuff." Yeah, I think Trinity is the main character, though. I, I love her. She's still my favorite. I think. I think it would have been sick to have the third movie. Hey, just highlight her. Then you mm-hmm. know, like 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 do. 
how, what they were trying to do with those new Star Wars and make like the first one about Han and the second one about Luke, you mm-hmm. know, like have a feature of each of them. And like, I don't know. I think that would have been would have been neat. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll have to watch the third one and see if that's the case, because I can't remember. I've only ever seen it twice. I was like, man, I am 13 years old and I want to see this Matrix movie. And I was like, I don't know if I liked that. And then like a few years later, I watched it again. And I was like, I don't know if I liked that. <laughs> I don't know if I ever watched it after seeing it at the theater. Yeah, I, I know I watched it once. I'm pretty sure I watched it a second time, but it may have been on TV when I watched it the mm. second time. So, But what did, what, what did Ebert give this, Josh? Oh, <laughs> he loves... He's like, Morpheus, I love Morpheus. Morpheus makes me horny. <laughs> what, did he, what was the previous part of the sentence? It was like, ah, yes, I'm so horny for uh, Trinity, but Morpheus is the powerhouse of the cell. <laughs> I'm sure Morpheus is the powerhouse of the cell was, was what started the sentence. I'm, I'm, I'm positive of it. Oh my God. Well, whatever. I mean, you know, I think he gave it two and a half out of four stars. Roger Ebert gave this three and a half out of four stars. That was going to be my guess. Wow. I didn't, well, I mean, you didn't talk about the part where he was horny. So that's what confused me. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I could have just assumed that all the ports that make me uncomfortable make Roger Ebert horny. He's like, I love He's like, that's another orifice for me. (laughs) You enjoyed the entire paragraph? If you you took the the pains of, of pulling it up. I found it. Okay, perfect. It has become commonplace for science fiction epics to feature one or two African-American stars, but we've come a long way since Billy Dee Williams in Return of the Jedi. The Wachowski brothers use many African-Americans, I suspect, not for their box office appeal, because The Matrix is is the star of the movie, and not because they are good actors, which they are, but because... To the white teenagers who are the primary audience of this movie, African-Americans embody a cool cachet and authenticity. Morpheus is the power center of this movie, and Neo's role is to essentially to study under him and absorb his mojo. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, this movie is very black. Everyone's mixed race or black or Latino or Asian. Mm-hmm. Everyone, everyone is a person of color except for trinity and and neo pretty much yeah yeah and other than uh the one thing that i was like noticing when they were doing that council thing that like lady that looked like a queen i was like what's up with that yeah and the old man as well otherwise like yes people have their roles but everyone almost seems more equal in this like this real world Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that old man Mm -hmm. the the conversation that neo has with the with the councilman is really interesting to me has him go down to the water filters and stuff like that. Yeah, he's just like, you know, I don't understand how all this shit works, and I don't have to. And does he mention anything about his age, really, in it? No. No? no. Just that he was old. Just that he's old. But, I mean, like, he also is, looks like he was freeborn. Is is it implying that's why he did, like, why doesn't he understand? Because he doesn't care to understand? Well, because or? it's complex, I think. Because, like, it's not his job. He's a politician. He's not an engineer, you know? And I guess mm-hmm. he kind of does say that. He's like, I know it works. I know it needs to work. And I know why it I needs to work. how. And just, like, how he's talking about, like, the codependency of machines and humans, which is something that hasn't really been touched on before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, like what makes some machines bad and other machines good and is is it because they can con- it's control and what does control mean you can well, tell somebody what to do and mm-hmm. that's also then the oracle then confirms that she also feels the way she's like we need each other uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. and that's ultimately i think what the what the animatrix is about i could be wrong mm. hmm. i guess we might have to watch the animatrix also maybe but i mean that's not spacey adjacent maybe 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 but we need to do the Swayze scale. Okay, let's do it quickly. Um, I didn't make any marks here, so I'm just going to need some help. Would you call the Nebuchadnezzar a sick whip? Yes. <laughs> yes, I would. Um, I would also call that uh, Escalade pickup a sick whip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, did they take any road trips? They did, went from Zion yeah. up to like near Dude, the surface. There's a freeway chase Yeah, scene. that. That's, yeah, that's not a road trip. They weren't going I mean, anywhere. They were going from... From the beginning of the freeway to the end, they they did from, have to make it to the 
thing to get back into the real world, right? Mm-hmm. So, From life to death. So it's multiple road trips. Yeah. They're like making road trips in and outside of the Matrix. Perfect. Uh-huh. Um, we, I, I mean, we got to give it feminism, though. I don't know if it passes the Bechdel test. This is uh, directed by trans women. Yeah. And and Persephone was like, you need to kiss me. And was like, really kiss me. She and was like, I have all the power right she now. She was cucking Oh yes, that was one of my notes. Yeah. Um, like we we presented it as a, a binary cucking and peeping, but it's not. It's like a it's like a spectrum. Oh, <laughs> the cuck peeping spectrum. <laughs> it's true. You know what the the love fear spectrum is not a spectrum. It's a binary, but the peeping versus cucking. Now that is a <laughs> that's a spectrum. <laughs> and is this closer to peeping or cucking? I think cucking. Right? She's cucking I, her oh, husband, yeah, but yeah. also Trinity. No, yeah, a hundred percent. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's on the on the cu- on the cucking side of things. Perfect. Well, let's see what else we got here. Uh, athletics, duh. <laughs> um, there was dancing in this movie, like there not was. just the gun kind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Um, you know they love electronic music down there. It was womp, a, it womp, was womp. definitely like a rave, yeah. Um, fighting, I, yes. And how about knives? Would you say any of those big weapons yeah, were I knives? Yeah, they had knives. I can't. Yeah. What about yeah. that like little curvy thing? The one guy when he cut his hand and then was gonna. That's kind of. I feel like that's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'd say knives. They they were more sword sized, but yeah, knives. Yeah. But I think that those like you know those little what'd you call them tiny tridents? Oh. Uh, those <laughs> things are like knives. Yeah, the little size. Yes, the size. Like, yes. Stabby than slicey. But... Yeah, those are the knifiest things that I saw. All right, all right. All right. Um, okay, cool. Uh, th- you know what though? No horses in this movie. <laughs> no more like squid-like things. I, but... I was say, were there robot horses? But no, there's no so. robot horses. No, that's Westworld. That wouldn't be efficient. The man, this, this is doing pretty good because this is all about romance. I mean, you know. Yeah. I'd 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 sacrifice the whole world for you, baby. <laughs> Both the real one and the fake one. Uh, we, wait, do I have sick whips on here twice? Oh no, that means I missed something. Okay, so we got dad stuff. Um, daddy, Matrix Daddy, Daddy Morpheus. And you could argue that the architect is a an abusive daddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's the yeah. bad dad versus the the rad dad that is Morpheus mm-hmm. in the powerhouse of the cell. And then you also have the old <laughs> um like uh council man. He's kind of like a. Dad figure. Yeah, Political dad. He's a rad dad. You think so? Yeah, I think he's pretty rad. I think he's got some philosophical ideas. Yeah, he was like, Sometimes, some things are just not my responsibility, but I understand that we need them, so why shouldn't I try to protect them? Uh, we also got uh, class stuff. I don't know, like everybody's pretty much the same class, right? Yeah, it's humans versus robots. Yeah, though. so I think there's still some class stuff. It's just not in the way that you would think. Okay. The, the robots are classless. Okay. And the one that I was missing was nudity. Um, we but there saw was a butt. A male I butt. Also, I feel like I saw a lady nipple in the rave scene. That's amazing. I didn't know there's any nipples in mm, this movie. I think I caught one. Okay, well, you know what? There's only one thing that doesn't get a point in this movie on our patented Swayze scale. And that's horses. <laughs> we don't need horses with robot squids, so. I, yeah, I mean... This is actually amazing. I'm I'm amazed. Good. The this is nine out of ten. Fucking jellyfish fish ghosts. Um, uh, on our patented Spacey <laughs> scale. <laughs> With uh, three bonus werewolf programs. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. You guys, I feel real good about this. I'm excited for the third one. Me too. I need the third one now after how that went on. That's how I felt when I left the theater when I was 12. That's why they came out six months apart. I would have been losing my mind. Yeah, right? Could you imagine if they would have made us like wait like like they do for like Harry Potters and bullshits like that? As if they didn't film all those Harry Potters back to back to back. God. That's dumb. Yeah, it's dumb. Well, you know. We did it. We did it. If you want to reach out to us send us an email. We're at SwayzePod at gmail.com. We're on Instagram and Twitter at SwayzePod. Uh, Josh is on Letterboxd at JoshWithCY. I am on Letterboxd at Vincent Troya. And Alicia's here. Alicia, do you have any plugs? You know, I basically just have an Instagram. Um, you can find me at Black Hat Bad Luck, periods between each word, or if you search my name, I'm sure it'll come up. But I do some art, so check it out. Yeah, it's real nice. Yeah. You should check it out, and uh, maybe next time we'll download a hoagie off the internet. 
Arthur Swayze adjacent. He couldn't be in everything 